Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. up for the men round two underway for the women the seeds started playing in rome today as we continue marching down that road to roland garros just 17 days away now coming up on our show american taylor townsend reminds us just how dangerous she can be knocking off fellow american jesse pagula one of two big women's upsets today on the men's side there is a growing number of american players in the top 100 who all have one common denominator We'll tell you what it is. And the most famous tennis court in America is trying to restore some order after a week of some rather unusual competition. All of that, that dog is agile. Coming up on Tennis Channel Live, it's a Thursday edition. We have gone to the dogs. Hope you haven't as well. Glad that you're with us. Paul Anacone is here in the studio. Andy Roddick is at the home office. And what a day to be an American woman ranked outside the top 100. Taylor Townsend knocks off Jesse Pagula. Sonia Kennan takes out Arena Sabalenka. Andy, which was the bigger upset to you? They're both pretty shocking. Um, you know, you know, and uh, good, good for Sophia Cannon. Obviously, it's been a, it's been a tough couple of years. And and Taylor Townsend, uh, you know, for some reason, she she was already up uh, two to one in their career meetings against Jess Pagula. So there is something in that matchup that that Jess doesn't like. But these are both, uh, you know, upsets to where you, you you're watching it and you're going, wow, this is. This is a big deal. Maybe Sabalenka, a bit of a uh, Madrid ha hangover, uh, figuratively, not literally, of course, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just figuratively, that's for sure. No, look, it's it's great to see Sophia Kennan playing some good tennis again. It's been a bumpy road for her for a while, but I always figure when you were that good, there's a very good chance you can be that good again. Whereas someone like Taylor, who's been rebuilding and done such a great job, she has the curse of Tennis Channel. She knows if she comes in here and works long enough, yeah. she'll never want to come back again. So now she's going to play great the tennis. The theme continues. <laughs> Get a day job, and tennis looks all the more attractive. Let's show you these highlights. Uh, really, the whole year has been a highlight for Arena Sabalenka so far. 13-0 to start, including the first career major. Maybe she had a hangover from that gorgeous bottle of champagne. Uh, and then, of course, the final and Indian Wells and Stuttgart in the title in Madrid last week. So 29 wins already as she arrived, Paul, against Kennan today. Yeah, look, look, we expected her to be full of confidence, which of course she was, but that is this a big change to go from Madrid on Saturday, altitude, very quick courts, basically three days here, cold weather, muddy courts, very, very different. And Kennan did a wonderful job controlling the rallies and really doing a great job court positioning. We showed some stuff with some graphics of Cannon way inside the baseline, returning second serves, putting a ton of pressure on Sabalenka. And although Cannon was up a break twice in the first set, didn't buckle when it got into the tiebreak, played more solid. And more of the same in the second set. I tell you, she was really impressive. 
Shot selection there, a little rushed from Sabalenka. But look, it's so nice to see Kennan playing such wonderful tennis after having some hurdles to jump over. She's uh, won a lot of titles in her career for a reason. She can play, she showed us, and in the second set, she did not wilt when the pressure was there. A heck of an effort from her. First top 10 win for Kennan in over three years since she beat Ash Barty en route to that Aussie Open title. Here's what she had to say after the upset. Of course, I'm super happy. Um, it was a really tough match, and, you know, she's playing some great tennis. I mean, I had to bring my best tennis in order to win, but um, I felt that I served well, returned well. So, uh, yeah, I brought my good game, so that's why I won. All right, that kind of sums <laughs> it up. Uh, all credit to Kennan. Uh, is that fatigue from all the winning that Sabalenka's been doing, Andy? Well, let, let, first, let's let's acknowledge what Kennan did really well, right? She stood inside the court on second serve, was changing directions. So Sabalenka wasn't hitting two or three shots from the same position where she can kind of give that cumulative effect uh, of her uh, immense power. Uh, maybe there was a little bit of a hangover, but, you know, those turnarounds have been done before, and they used to be in a tighter schedule. So, mm -hmm. uh, listen, I, it doesn't affect what I think as far as Sabalenka's chances at Roland Garros at all, but credit to Sophia Kennan. She was on her game today, and it was great to see it again. What do you think, Paul? I mean, it, that, that, that's a step back up for Sofia Kennedy. It, it is. Look, I mean, she did a great job to get through a match like this. And Sabalenka talked about afterwards the fatigue and stuff for winning. This is the first time Sabalenka hasn't gotten to the quarters or mm -hmm. better all yep. year. I mean, she's had an amazing year. So I see no impact at all on what she can do at Roland Gauss. All I see is the upside for Sofia Kennedy. She's going to believe more and more. She knows what it takes to win. And now she's got the tangible proof she did it today. So that's going to mean a lot in her mind. Gets Kalenina in the third round. As Cannon, she'll try to keep that run going. Let's show you the other upset involving a triple-digit ranked American today. Taylor Townsend on the grandstand against Jesse Pagula. Taylor qualified for the main draw, Paul, and then won her main draw opener yesterday. Come on, Taylor Townsend. You bring that A-game of yours. She is so much fun to play. I, I think she is the best rhythm breaker on the women's tour. Has that lefty game, can serve and volley, can come forward, can bring you forward. And Jesse Pagula, look, we know how terrific she is as a player. Taylor did a a wonderful job the first set. How about a little serve and volley to bring a smile to Andy Roddick and Paul Anacone's face? Thank you very much. Nice first set for Taylor. And typical Jesse Pagula goes nowhere early on the second set. Townsend did have some chances, but Pagula is so tough mentally. Just did a really nice job trying to regain some of that rhythm, control the ground strokes, find ways to keep it lateral tennis where she's at her best got through this second set just by doing those things and being tenacious. You wondered without a ton of matches at the top of the game in singles, what would happen to Taylor Townsend? Well, what happened was more great tennis. Got off to a great start early in the third. I'll tell you what, you wondered if there would be any nerves. There was zero. She was amazing. She's put in the yard hards yes. and hard yards, both. both of those, and we saw it. First top 10 win for Taylor in nearly four years, and afterwards she sat with Prakash. Doing that analyst work and, and really sitting behind and, and getting into that sort of mode, mm -hmm. has that helped you out there as a tennis player? For sure. I mean, the, the past two years doing Tennis Channel, honestly, it's, it's been like kind of a indescribable experience because I've had to I had to take myself out of a player's mindset and put it in like an analyst like so I can't put myself in it 
you know, as a player, you want to say, well, I would have done this and I would have done that. But you kind of have to pull yourself out of it and really look at what's happening, what patterns, what strategy is being implemented. And so we just went back to the drawing board and just tried to implement and look at what the best players in the world were doing and how can I apply that to my game. Very sensible approach, and while wearing Ross Schneiderman's sunglasses. Here's Coco Goff. <laughs> she had a very easy time of an Andy against Putin Seva. Yeah, she, she looked great today. Almost as good as Paul Enicode would look in that unitard that Taylor Townsend was wearing today. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Ouch. Um, but she, but she, hey, I said you looked great enough, Paul. Okay, thanks. Sure that meant something negative. All all right. It was all great. Oh, and by the way, Coco was on cruise control today, working the ball in and out. Went after a, a bunch more forehand returns today. Kind of like what you see her doing doubles. You know, I was watching her in Madrid last week in some of the doubles matches, and she, she just pulled Cox forehand returns. Implemented that a little bit more early, at least gave herself some space uh, and able to kind of move the ball around a little bit. But she looked great. That back end on the, uh, up the line was, uh, was automatic, and we'll see another one here on uh, on match point that she doesn't think it's going to go in right until it lands. This is going to be the one, Paul. Yes. Is it in? Yes, it is. Of course it's lunch. in. Of course it's in. The problem here is that I, we never saw Paul in the yellow unitard, but I have a mind's eye picture of <laughs> no, it now, no, and I, can, I cannot yeah. unsee it. That's rough. Mackie McDonald has had it rough. Zero clay court wins in four tournaments played so far, Andy, and he didn't get one against Checanato today. Yeah, and you can tell right here. He, uh, you'll see it a couple times in this highlight. He's trying to make it a point to get forward, uh, but choosing maybe the wrong shots, the approach shots, another one here, not the greatest approach shot. That's easy pickings for Chechenato, especially on on this service. He likes the service so much, it looks like he's wearing it on his shirt, Brett. It's unbelievable. But uh, <laughs> look at the basket here from Mackie McDonald. Asked the question uh, a couple of times in that second set, and Chechenato was hitting that, that ball right up the line. Had a set point here for Mackie. Uh, tried to make him play, and Tetchino using the crowd, getting in, that aggressive mindset. You can kind of see Mackie hanging his head there uh, a little bit and serves it out no problem here. Solid performance for Chechenato, and uh, the search for the clay court victory continues for Mackie. He served 80% in the match Mackie did, but he didn't get much value for that. He won just 60% of his first serve points and was broken four times. Cincinnati native J.J. Wolf on court today. Not a ton of clay court experience for J.J., Andy but he did pretty well against uh, Grenier. Yeah, uh, JJ's a really good athlete. You, you thought he was going to be able to move on it. It's just a matter of if it was going to translate enough, him trying to get forward, uh, you know, against someone who's probably a little bit more uh, experienced on the dirt. But credit to JJ. It looked really good uh, early in his, his transition game and his ability to get forward. Uh, is, is He has that skill as much as anyone uh, else on tour. You can see he's, he's having a pretty good time. Uh <laughs> Right here. I, I just imagine Paul with this haircut and a unitard. I, I think we should go with the full combo here and just get just just get, just get your Paul visor from yesterday. Hey, listen, it can all work, but you know it was all working for uh, for JJ Tomorrow's here today. Dress code. All right. Hey, listen, you win one, you move on. Let's figure this clay stuff out on the flight. Good job for JJ. Fourth career tour level clay win for JJ. He'll play Hercotch in the next round. The mullet is back and so is JJ. So as we wrap up the American portion of the highlights, we thought it bore noting that uh, of the top 14 Americans in the rankings at the moment, nine of the 14 played college tennis. That is not something we could have said 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Paul, what does it say now about the viability of college tennis as a pathway to a pro career? It says uh, to anyone that thinks you can't go to college and be a terrific professional player, you're wrong.
I mean, it's a great pathway, great opportunities, different ways for different players, and that screen shows it right there. I, I just think it's a absolute uh, feeding ground for players that want to get onto the Pro Tour. Great programs, great coaches. By the way, Andy, it is having said all that, it's still true that, that far more men take the college pathway to the pros than women do. Do we understand why that is? Well, listen, without going out on too far of a limb, I, I think uh, the, the women mature physically a little bit more. Sometimes the guys need some time uh, to develop their bodies at 18, 19, 20 years old. So I think uh, that's probably uh, a little bit of a more obvious reason. But I think precedent's been set. Hey, listen, I can go play college. I can play for two or three years, and I may not be losing ground, right? I may be actually gaining uh, some, some life experience along the way. And it certainly has been a pathway to make it to the top 100, make it to the top 50. Now let's see if we can actually say, because – for forever and a day so far, this side of McEnroe, uh, you know, you haven't seen the guys that are number one. You haven't seen the guys that win slam titles or end up winning 20 or 30 tournaments are the ones who went to college. Uh, you know, so let's see if the pathway pushes even further. But listen, you go to college, you play college tennis, you can make a living out there if you play well enough. By the way, the NCAA team championships wrap up next weekend. Eight, te eight teams are still alive. Texas, Ohio State, North Carolina, Arizona, Harvard, Georgia, South Carolina, and... Tennessee. University of Tennessee volunteer. <laughs> and by the way, not that we wanted to give you this image. That I mean, just picture melding the right side of your screen with the left so side good. of your screen. It's a look It'd that America so good. wants to see. That's we have more to get to. I'm no, tomorrow. That's me. Tomorrow. Get the camera in the booth. Get ready, Andy, tomorrow when <laughs> more, I show up. More, highlight, more highlights from Rome coming. Plus, the 20th anniversary of Tennis Channel continues as we bask in some words of wisdom from the oracle of the oratory. Stay with us. One thing I've always appreciated about working uh, for Tennis Channel 15 years on now is that uh, I've always been told that here we talk up to our audience. People watch Tennis Channel, they know the sport. They understand the sport. They follow it. And I think everybody that I've worked with here, both on air and in the wonderful production teams, understands that. Tennis is the only sport where all of the greatest champions in the game come back and work as commentators. And it's part of their love for the sport to follow and pay forward that passion to future generations. As a result, all the rest of us get incredible master classes in tennis daily. When I sit next to Hall of Famers and champions, or if I'm at home listening to them, I learn something every time. And there's no other sport that provides that learning experience. Happy 20th birthday, Tennis Channel. I look forward to 20 more. Ted, who is one of the true treasures of the broadcasting industry, makes a great point. More than any other sport, former champions seem to come back in tennis as broadcasters and contribute. Even you, Andy, we, we sucked you into the dark side. <laughs> I know it took a while, but are you prepared to admit that, that you enjoy sitting in your den and talk, talking about tennis? <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, I, the, the thought of uh, travel with kids at home was always kind of a barrier to entry. Uh, and, and so I feel so lucky to be able to sit here and rap with you all about the goings on of the day in, in tennis. Uh, it's kind of like a renewed love affair with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a past love. So this has just been such a great opportunity for me and, and one that I certainly don't take for granted ever. That, that love affair comes through uh, the screen to all of us who watch you. Uh, here's my question to you, Paul. 
How blue would the moon have to be for Pete and Andre to take a swing at this commentary thing? The moon would have to be ocean blue, I would think. <laughs> I think uh, they contributed a ton on the court. I think that's probably where we'll both end up leaving it. I, you'd like to, I'd like to watch uh, it, an Agassi commentary match. Uh, yeah. I mean... He, Andy, I, I he's been up there. He's been up there, hasn't he? Andre's been up a couple. I times. don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think we'll ever see Pete. I. I, I don't know, man. I, I think Andre has a lot to tell us still. We'll see. All right. Uh, one day we can dream. Andre, the invitation is open. The seat is always been. Pete, you too, if you ever decide to sit next to your old coach. Uh, it is time, by the way, as we shift gears to another former champion who likes to contribute in many ways. Chanda Rubin's FanDuel pick of the day. Ten Chanda bucks once again on the line. She has to make up a little ground after picking Mackie McDonald today. Her pick tomorrow is Donna Vekic at minus 164 to take out Alexandra Saznovich. Vekic, according to the math, is a 59% favorite. Uh, Vekic leads the head-to-head 3-0. Reminder that right now, FanDuel is giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. Still to come on the program, it was a second-round clash between major champions in Rome today as Sloan and Vika met yet again on a big stage. We'll show you how it went down afterwards. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live a year ago in Paris, it was Roland Garros number, title number two for Iga Swiatek. Will there be a third next month? Tennis Channel proud to once again have exclusive daily live coverage of Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the action beginning Sunday, May 28th, starting at 5 a.m. Eastern only on Tennis Channel. As we return to the highlights from Rome, American Madison Keys is a former Roland Garros semifinalist. She played her opener today against the Polish qualifier Magdalena Frech, Maddie Farcourt here. First match for her since Charleston took a couple weeks off to rest up, and she looked very sharp today, especially returning serve. She played eight return games, broke in five of the eight. 6-3, 6-2, and 77 minutes. Maddie made the final here back in 2016, so she's very comfortable on this Roman play moving on to round three. But this was the popcorn match of the day. Paul Sloan and Vika, both Grand Slam champions, four all in the head-to-head. -head. It was Vika's day. It sure was. And uh, look, Sloan's turned the corner and played some great tennis the last week and a half, got her first round win. It's a different level today. Azarenka played wonderful tennis. Sloan struggled a bit on her service game. She only won about a quarter of her second serve points. That put a ton of pressure on the serve game. Vika took advantage of that breaking six times. Sloan did a nice job from neutral, but I felt like Vika was just the one that was a little bit more in control of the rallies, playing proactive tennis, and just played the big points a little bit better. So for Vika Azarenka, as usual, just an amazing competitor, plays the big points well, gives you nothing, was up a break, then Sloan broke back here in the second. We thought it was going to get a little bit tighter, but Vika being Vika, found ways again to re uh, to recontrol 
Sure. To re-grab control, to grab re-control. All those things. She controlled it and then she controlled it again. <laughs> One of those. Is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what she did. Okay. Anyway, she won. So she re-control grab. That's uh, grab 15 seconds of all of our lives that we're never going to get back. Uh, six out of eight on break points, Ravika. That's controlling the control. Uh, how about Maxine Cressy, the serving and volleying American against Andy's former New York Empire teammate, Guido Pela? Is that true? I, I don't. I, I think we missed nights, but uh, one, one thing is for sure: Paul had total control of that last highlight. I don't think that's just debatable uh, at, at all. But, but, uh, listen, pay, pay the, he had one goal here, right? You got to get that serve back, and then once he was able to kind of get that serve back with help from Cressy, going for those big second serves, doesn't exactly work as well on a clay court as it does on some of the faster services, but. Pella was downhill skiing. Anytime they got neutral in a rally, he was much more comfortable on the surface. Uh, it's Cressy uh, moves a little bit like I did on the surface, unfortunately, uh, for him. But just a solid performance all around. Broke a couple times and, and held his stuff when he needed to. Pella on the protected ranking at 297. Good to see him healthy and winning again. Serving and volleying on that slow clay in Rome was always going to be a challenge. And so it was for Maxime Cressy. Some other scores from today. Katie McNally falls to Boscova. Much-needed win for David Goffin, who's down to 107 in the rankings this week. And Big Foe and Mackie McDonald win the All-American double showdown against Taylor Fritz and Tommy Paul. Social net time on this Thursday. And while we have seen the occasional dog of a match on Arthur Ashe Stadium. <laughs> Never has it been so literal before this past week as Arthur Ashe Stadium played host to the storied Westminster Kennel Club dog show. Andy, are they going to, you know, uh, power clean the carpets before August? <laughs> yeah, I, I think they have enough time, Brett. But listen, it's such a great stadium. It has so much history. Uh, I'm glad they're using it for different venues. This is what my kids look like when they get home from school, Brett. They just run <laughs> everywhere. This is like I, I've, se I've seen this. I've seen this song and dance a million times. <laughs> I think that's the best footwork we may have seen on Arthur Ashe Stadium. I tell you what, yeah. that was a good explosive plyometric movement right there. All right, uh, maybe Dominic Team, who uh, you know is a U.S. Open uh, stud, can bring his baby dogs to the yeah. to the tournament <laughs> when he that's comes right. back. All right, uh, one more segment to get through. Hopefully, they'll have the photo morphed of Paul in the uh, bodysuit before we're nice. done. Nice. Don't forget, 5 a.m. Eastern start tomorrow from Rome. Bally's picks up a separate slate of matches at 8 a.m. Another edition of TC Live after the tennis ends, and then encore coverage all night long. Didn't Lionel Richie sing that? We're back in a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Some are calling this the point of the year. Hot shot came from the match you were just watching. Schwartzman and Arnaldi. Uh, what I would do to be able to move like either one of these guys. Point over. Oh, no, it's not. Point over here. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, now it's over. Oh, no, it's not. But you can't miss that one after all that running. To me, this is just great get after great get. And right here, I thought maybe that had enough steam to get past Diego, but not so fast. 
What do you think, Andy? Pretty good one, huh? Well, the thing I like the most about it is, like, most of the between-the-leg shots are pretty, you know, gratuitous. Like, we're just trying for a highlight. That one actually was in motion, and it was necessary. Okay, gratuitous. Well, I, I, you can't see this enough times. I, know, I just I love the gets with all the different, you know, forward angles, that one. And to run this one down, yes. it wasn't a lot. That was a good one. Yeah, see, that was, like, that was the only shot he could really hit, which made it even better. I wanted him to make that last one so badly, though. <laughs> All right, that's your hot shot of the day. Put it in your file as a candidate for point of the year. Two pretty quick dudes out there in your own nice tweener. Uh, here are your feature matches for tomorrow. The world number one is out on court. Iga Sviantek against former Roland Garros finalist Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Anz Jabur against Paula Badosa. That should be fun. And we'll see how Novak's elbow is against Tomas Echeverry. Our team in Rome is Danny Kloppinger and Prakash Amitraj. They have a preview. All right, Brett, back at our FanDuel desk. P, a very enticing matchup here. Paula Bedosa facing last year's finalist in Anjabor. Who do you give the edge to? Well, listen, I think it's going to be great tennis. Anz wouldn't come back unless she was feeling completely healthy. She was limping around in Madrid, but good news is she's here. She was the finalist last year, so she's going to be able to pull out some good feelings. But I think that head-to-head -head record, 3-1 for Bedosa, and the fact that Bedosa's just been playing really good tennis. She's picked up some great wins, had a marvelous win over Coco in spectacular fashion in Madrid. I just think she's more in form, so I'm looking for the Spaniard to possibly come through. Ooh, a possible upset brewing. We're also looking forward to seeing the men's seeds in action on Friday here. It's going to be fun. Men on court tomorrow will be the world number one, Novak Djokovic. This time last year, he was winning Rome for the sixth time, beating Stefano Tsitsipas in the final. He's also been runner-up six times. That's 12 finals in Rome. Historically, throughout my career, Rome has always been a, a very nice tournament for me. Had plenty of success, won it many times, and played also quite a few times in the finals. My most successful clay court event um, and the biggest one coming into French Open. So hopefully it can serve as, again, as a great, great springboard for me for what's coming up in Paris where, where I want to play my best. So let's take a look at his match tomorrow. It's against Tomas Echeverry of Argentina. Novak took a couple of early losses in Monte Carlo and then in Banja He had the elbow wrapped up for a while, so he skipped Madrid. Andy, what do you want to see from Novak tomorrow that will suggest to you that he's where he needs to be? Well, I don't think he's going to be where he needs to be right away. If he is, I think that's a pleasant surprise for him. But he needs to get the matches, and I, I think the... Uh, the, uh, the the draw could have been a little bit more favorable. Echeverry's been playing great on, on the clay courts. He can take a big swing at the ball. But, you know, listen, Novak's entire game is he's going to keep space between him and his opponent. He's going to be able to switch directions to get the pattern that he wants. And for him, when he goes into that lockdown mode, you don't see errors for games at a time. And so that's what we'll be looking for Novak to build towards. But as far as tomorrow, if I'm in his camp, let's survive this one tomorrow. Let's renegotiate. Let's advance. Let's march towards Roland Garros. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference between the great players and us mere mortals is that the great players know that even after a big break, they're probably not going to play great. They don't panic and they win playing average and they get better and better and better without having a huge emotional reaction to matter what happens on the court. Like Andy said, if Novak plays spectacular tomorrow, that's just a bonus. If he plays average, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. He's probably going to win anyway. And even if he wins the tournament, he is giving the number one ranking back to Carl 
Carlos Alcaraz at the end of this tournament. Other match we want to touch on for tomorrow, American Ben Shelton taking on Sasha Bublik. Uh, this may be Ben Shelton's first trip over to the European clay, but he's played five tournaments. He's won at least a match in four of the five so far. This kid doesn't seem to be scared of anything. No, I love watching Ben Shelton play. Just so much action on the ball. I love to see what his kick serve's going to do. He's going to use the forehand high and heavy. can take the two-hander nice and early, not afraid to come forward. Look, he's still being molded right on the professional tour. He has such an amazing college career. But, man, he's so comfortable, so quick. It's just a matter of getting the reps now on the different surfaces. Yeah, it, listen, this, this kid was in class last year at this time. And now I look at the schedule for the day, and he has a 28 next to his name. That's a pretty meteoric rise. And he's doing it the right way. He, he's taken his lumps, came over early for Estoril, has been winning enough matches, and, and also lost a couple of close ones. He could have made some runs in these tournaments. I like his strategy. It's going to be fun watching these two. You never know what's going to happen with Bublik. And let's see if uh, Ben can hold serve enough to take advantage of a couple of those valleys or maybe a couple of those uh, questionable decisions coming from Bublik, potentially. Ben Shelton's been on the tour for 30 seconds, and he's already seated in a Masters 1000 <laughs> yeah. career high, 35 in the world. That's going to do it for us on this Thursday. For Paul and Andy and Danny and Prakash, I'm Brett. Make sure you join us at 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow for day four in Rome. What a day for Taylor Townsend, and she's loaning her outfit to Paul for tomorrow.